0: ora and welcome to the world of sport. I'm Korovakauta. This week, PNG football looks to host an historic global tournament. The Cook Islands side face huge odds in the Women's Football Nations Cup, and Fijian cricket prepares to bowl over regional opponents. First up, Papua New Guinea footballs in the running to host the FIFA Under-20 Women's World Cup in 2016. The president of the PNGFA says hosting the tournament will put PNG on the football world map and present opportunities for exposure and recognition of the nation's female players who have always ranked highly in the Pacific. The winning bid nation automatically qualifies for the tournament. Port Moresby should have the infrastructure by 2016, owing to its specific games development. But the country still faces a challenge as a World Cup tournament is usually hosted in multiple cities. The PNGFA says it will move to develop venues and other centres, with lay Kokopo and Wiwak being touted as potential venues. PNGFA General Secretary and CEO Demerit Mailing says his country wants to be the first Pacific Island nation to host a FIFA tournament of such magnitude.
1: The other place in the Pacific that have hosted any form of FIFA sanctioned tournament would be New Zealand, and the rest of the Pacific, we think we capable and able to uh, bring a FIFA event to our source, we feel we could handle that
0: and also showcase the rest of the Pacific to the rest of the world. Of course, uh, Port Moresby will be more than adequate, uh, particularly after hosting the Pacific Games, but how about other towns and centres that may be needed to be worked on in terms of upgrading for this tournament, Could could that work, could that happen?
1: that will happen. We have the backing of the government. We have received information that the government will be giving its full support to bring such an event to the country based on uh, what we are going to have with the Pacific Games next year. So we, we, can, we, can only, we can only say we have to try. And if FIFA says, no, we cannot, then maybe next time round. But I think there's an opportunity here. So we, we're our, um, putting our hand up to what is FIFA yet.
0: What would it mean for the nation of p What would it mean if you were successful in your bid?
1: If we are successful in our bid, the country as a whole will come to realise the value of football among the, uh, the young generation. And uh, like everywhere else, we have uh, our social issues and problems associated with the population we have. And football is a tool to uh, assist with developing human beings. So that's one part of it. But also showcase our country, to the rest of the world uh, that there is potential for investment and we have to try something to showcase that yes, there is a country called Papua New Guinea in in, in the Pacific and hopefully we are successful with
0: this week I understand that PNG is hosting the OFC Women's Nations Cup this weekend from this weekend I guess that that's another chance to show how successful PNG can be as a host football nation, yeah?
1: That's correct we are hosting that in another part of the country. It's not in um, in Pobosri. It's in Rabaul. It's a tourist uh, centre in the in our island region. And um, yes, we're hoping that what is you see from the next from Saturday onwards will also showcase that yes, we've managed to successfully host an event.
0: We mentioned the Pacific Games earlier. Have you seen also that OFC is looking to merge the? Uh... Olympic qualifying with the Pacific Games, so they're looking at proposals to do that. What do you think of that idea, if that would bring the likes of New Zealand and Australia for the first time to the Pacific Games, if that happened?
1: It's very much a technical issue in terms of, of, the, of the charters of the different events. Trying to get into a charter of another competition, either it's going to set a precedent or set another, another avenue. That would depend on people who are going to look at the whole issue and make the decision. But for me personally, that will help with uh, developing the code itself, because football or any other sport, for that matter, uh, it's a win-win situation for the sport in terms of bringing in high-level competition to another competition. But that being said, uh, the technical aspect of the governance of the sport or the, uh, or the event will determine, you know, what is right and what is wrong. So uh, we're we, we all are and um, hoping to see what will transpire.
0: We've had news of this World Cup bid and obviously we mentioned the Nations Cup and uh, the Pacific Games and possibly Olympic qualifying if that happens as well. Why do you think PNG sport and football seems to be in such a buoyant mood? What's uh, What's driving it?
1: In football, is is the enthusiasm that we we currently have with our president uh, taking a forward uh, look and uh, look beyond uh, down the track. He wants to see football become uh, a popular sport. Uh, Right now in Papua New Guinea, everybody seems to look at rugby league as being the number one sport in the country. However, football is played right across the entire country. We also want to showcase that yes, there is. this sport has been played prior to really coming into the country, but it's still very popular and it's a, it's a people's
0: game. PNGFA FA General Secretary and CEO Demerit Mailing. The decision on the bid winner will be made in December. The Cook Islands women's football coach isn't under any illusions about the magnitude of the task at hand for his young squad. Jimmy Katoa's teams arrived in PNG for this weekend's OFC Nations Cup competition, where they'll do battle with the home side, Tonga, and the defending champion New Zealand football, Ferns.
2: there has been a difficult part of it, just getting players from all over. We've 10 players from Rara. We had two from Christchurch and four from Auckland. So, yeah, it's been difficult, really difficult, because uh, we only had a few days to get the team ready. And, you know, we just got together as a team on Friday morning at a couple of games. So, yeah, it's very difficult. You know, you really want a few more weeks with the whole squad so you can really work on what you
1: want to do when you get to the
0: tournament. You've got quite a, a young squad w- with a few members from the uh, 2012 Under-17 team and Moira Harman, I understand she's only 14 as, as well. How, how are you um, preparing uh, such young talent for what's going to be a, a tough task in PNG?
2: Yeah, it's got to be a tough task for the girls, especially the younger ones, but, I mean, they they put their hands up, they all turn up to training and things like that. The other difficulty was getting the, the best players that we can. A lot of the players that we had we had before a lot of senior players pulled out due to, you know, some personal reasons or, to, you know, with uh, cases with you know, school and university and all that. So, plus the change of the tournament date a couple of weeks later or was it a week later. So, yeah. But, you know, these have uh, done hard, worked out. So, think you certainly be main in the team.
0: And we mentioned the the youth there, but what are the strengths of, of your squad? Or what are some of the things that you're, you're looking to imprint when you play or on the pitch when you play teams?
2: Uh, coming from the senior players and just trying to uh, input that into the younger players coming through and just working together as a team really just pretty much playing for each other. The young ones coming through are very skillful players that we've got, but you know they' just got they just need the maturity just to you know compete at um, senior level cause we're playing three top nations, pretty much the three top nations in uh, Oceania. You know, the PNG, Tonga, they're, they're all pretty strong. They're all ahead of us in the FIFA rankings, and also we got, you know, the ultimate goal will be New Zealand. But we have got
0: to do our best when we get over there. We had uh, a couple of stories about uh, Dana Napa and Lee Maite Cox uh, being selected from Christchurch. Who are some of the names or players that we should watch out for in terms of, of Cook Island football that uh, that uh, will, will soon be synonymous with excellence in the region?
2: Well, uh, like you mentioned, Moira, Murdo Haman. She's a very talented player. She's only 14, but very skillful. It's a long way to go. But you also got uh, Taylor, Lee, uh, Taylor, Taylor Jean
0: uh, from Papatoitui, yeah.
2: Yep, from Papatoitui. and also Mama Haney, who's been in uh, squad, you know, in our regular squad, and also uh, since the younger days. So those those players will be uh, the ones we, you know, look out for. There's a couple more on the side, but um, yeah, these are the main ones. That, you know, young, the young ones and some of the young ones, and also
1: with you know, what
0: Taylor Jean and and, uh, and the from from Christchurch. Yeah, and, and in terms of you mentioned the tough opposition, PNG, Tonga, and New Zealand. What are, what are your goals for the tournament? Is it to unsettle or upset these big guns? Is it to is it the experience of it all for the future? What's the goals for Cook Island football?
2: Our goal is, just, um, I mean. For me pretty much the team is trying to do the best that we can you know just get in there and just you know uh, try and win position and keep position is pretty much you know um, we want to be we want to go in there and do the best uh, we come here to do a job and we don't want to come and waste you know waste our time that we train and also you know the funds that's been given to us to go to this tournament. we want to make sure that we re- we repay that, that that you know the generosity of the association and also the tournament so it's something the girls are really looking forward to, you know, even though there's been quite a disruption. Yeah, I mean, if we can knock off some some surprises,
1: that would be a big bonus
0: for the team. J- just as an aside, what's uh, enthusiasm, what's football like uh, in the Cook Islands? We had uh, Puaikura upsetting or, or beating uh, the Tongan champions uh, last week, I think it was, in Apia. What's the state of football like in the Cook Islands?
2: I mean, women's football in the Cook Islands has always been... Uh, pretty popular as you know you know midball has been pretty pretty popular right around the pacific but yeah it's, it's up and coming there's a lot of young ones coming through but we also yeah, the other problem we have is we've got all these girls that that comes through and then they go through school and a lot of them migrate to new zealand or australia so it's very hard to keep tag of them so what we do is you know we try to put some uh, databases so we don't it's always a, a gap for them you know there's a space for them whenever they get selected
0: the Cook island women's football coach jimmy Kartor. Cricket Fiji has announced the side that will represent them at the International Cricket Council's East Asia-Pacific Region 2020 World Cup qualifiers. The 14-member squad will play a round-robin series against seven other teams from the region, with the top-ranked side progressing to next year's qualifiers for the 2016-2020 World Cup. Coach Shane Juggerson says the side's strength will lie on the number of all-rounders and an improving betting lineup.
3: What we'll tend to have is probably a slightly stronger bowling team in terms of the fact that we've got a lot of bowling options. We've probably got all-rounders, particularly playing from batting position six all the way through. You know, all those guys can bat and bowl. So that gives us a little bit of variety, uh, potentially, on the pitches that we'll be playing on. But we've definitely got some uh, a lot of improvements in the top order, and but... We'll just need to make sure that executes well because it doesn't matter what type of format or game of cricket you play, your top four need to fire and... We've got sort of three or four guys that will definitely be looking to put their hand up during our sort of Sunshine Coast tour, which is happening first from this Sunday. And then um, we have a small camp in Brisbane, and then we sort of go from the north of Brisbane down to Lismore. So there's a lot of games between now and when we are hit Lismore.
0: I understand you've got the likes of PNG, Vanuatu, Samoa, Japan, Cook Islands, Philippines, and Indonesia. What's known about the type of quality that you're going to come up against?
3: Oh, well, our. Uh, main two targets to try and beat will be PNG and Vanuatu, that uh, are strong cricketing nations and are already in the cricket leagues. And then also Samoa can be a good, you know, a good team to play against, good challenging team. Uh, and I look all the teams will be. And other thing it will be really important for us is maintaining our composure. And we're playing a lot of cricket over the next month, so. Uh, in any you know any game, mentally is going to be the key area for us is to make sure that we stay mentally strong and focused. Uh, but definitely our, our main uh, rivals will be PNG and Vanuatu, who are already in the cricket league. But there's two parts to this uh, tournament as well. There's the 2020s, then there's a 50 over small 50 over competition at the end, and that's actually our probably priority uh, in terms of a target to achieve. PNG and Vanuatu won't be taking part of those that competition because they're already in what they call the World Cricket League, which is the 50 over comp. So that leaves six teams down to four spots and then we have a playoff game and then the final. So we need to get back into World Cricket League, which is probably a little bit more priority than uh, doing well in the T20s. But you know, obviously I'd like to win both.
0: How important is it to, to get into that World Cricket League that you talk about uh, for the future of, of Fiji cricket?
3: Oh look it's extremely important in the short term that we, we do really well and, and put ourselves in the best position Look, I think uh, it's important that we don't also put too much pressure on ourselves to win that part. I think as long as we really play well, I think that'll be a, a good start and have good playing processes while we're, uh, you know, during the matches. I think if we perform poorly, we'll be extremely disappointing, particularly because we've guys have trained really hard for 13 weeks now and then we've still got some, uh, a small tournament or, or a tour of the Sunshine Coast. So we've still got another two and a half weeks to go of training. So I think the big problem that we may come across, though, is that we will have a quite a young team. So that, as I said, the experience will be an area where we need to make sure these practice games, we've got a lot of practice games coming up. So we need to, you know, learn from our failures and those and then execute well on the games that really matter. So... It'll be important for cricket Fiji moving forward that we have a really good tournament, regardless. So to, to ensure that you know we get a lot of good support, financial support, but and most likely you know uh, uh, encourage more you know, young people of Fiji to play cricket.
0: Now, now you've mentioned words like uh, discipline and composure, and you, you talked of how young the team is. What part, or, or how big a part, will the likes of captain Josefa Rika have to play in keeping this team tighter and uh, composed, as you say?
3: Joe's Obviously, he's been one of our uh, fantastic players for Fiji, most runs scored for Fiji over the, during his time playing, and he's sort of making a comeback. So I think first priority for Joe is to get back to, you know, playing international cricket and scoring runs, and, and he's also a fantastic leader. He keeps the boys in check, and uh, we've got a, an, a some few other really good leaders around him to support him. Finally,
0: this is more a bit of a novelty value. Tell us a little bit about Imran Khan. It's a bit of a famous moniker or name to, to hold in terms of cricketing circles. What about Fiji's Imran Khan? What can you tell us about him?
3: (laughs) Yeah, Imran is, well to be honest with you, I haven't seen Imran play yet but there's nothing but good reports about him. He's slightly different to the the, uh, Pakistan version of Imran Khan. He's a left-arm bowler but he's also a left-arm fast bowler. He'll be one of our fastest bowlers in the team and Uh, And and I've sort of been told that we'll have some of the fastest bowlers in the Pacific region at this tournament. So we've got another couple of fast bowlers as well. But yeah, Imran, he comes from also a a different, you know, he's not, Actually based in Fiji, that's why I said I haven't set, actually set eyes on him yet. A lot of communication over email and, and Facebook, but he he actually lives in uh, and plays cricket of all places in California, plays for the Cougar's Cricket Club in California. So it'll be he's an exciting uh, fast bowler let's rip, and he's had a really good season over there in the US. He'll bring a lot to our team.
0: Fiji cricket coach Shane Jurgensen. The Four Nations Rugby League tournament's kicking off, but Pacific participant Samoa have had a less-than-impressive build-up off the field. Reni Maitua, Toto Monga and Sawasosui were all left out of the tour Samoa squad for their opening match against England after being involved in a nightclub skirmish last weekend. Samoa coach Matt Parish says the players weren't considered, as they've been investigated for their part in the incident where at least eight people, including one player, were reportedly arrested. The side still boasts experience in the pack like David Faolongo, Brisbane Broncos veteran Josh Maguire and former Kiwi Frank Pritchard and they've got the likes of Kyle Stanley and Ben Roberts in the halves, with Tim Simona playing fullback but it's an ugly start to the tournament for the Samoans off the park at least. And that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Koro Waka Uta. Thanks for listening. Ka kite anō.